slow down and enjoy. Back in 2013, launched an agency, grew it to a couple million bucks in revenue before just two years ago, launching and really starting thinking about a SaaS product related to funnels and optimization for B2B folks, not B2C folks, which obviously there's a lot of competition there already. Uh, He's scaling it. He's upselling agency customers on the SaaS product. They've done that to seven so far paying on average a minimum 30 grand per year on those deals. So they're doing call it 20 grand per month right now. That's just the pure play SaaS revenue. Obviously they have cash from the agency fueling the growth of this side of the platform too early on many of the economics, their team of 15 remote with him, Arun based in California. This is the top entrepreneurs podcast where founders share how they started their companies and got filthy rich or crash and burn. Each episode features revenue numbers, customer counts, and other insider information that creates business news headlines. We went from a couple hundred thousand dollars to 2.7 million. They had no money when they started the company. It was $160 million, which is the size of many IPOs. We're bootstrapped. We have like 22,000 customers. With over 5 million downloads in a very short amount of time, major outlets like Inc. are calling us the fastest growing business show on iTunes. I'm your host, Nathan Latka, and here's today's episode. Hello, everyone. My guest today is Arun Sivashankaran. He's the founder and CEO at Funnel Envy, a startup solving B2B website and marketing optimization challenges with a SaaS business model. He and his team have optimized websites for some of the largest brands in the world. As an engineer and serial entrepreneur, Arun wants to transform the way marketers experiment. Arun, are you ready to take us to the top? Absolutely. All right, this is a tough, tough space. Optimizely, unbounced, all kinds of no-touch solutions. How are you competing and what kinds of deals are you winning? Well, uh, we're first of all, uh, from a market perspective, we're focused on B2B. I think B2B, B2B marketers have some unique challenges, um, and some of those challenges have been overlooked by by a lot of vendors. Now, uh, we're also partners with some of those uh, some of those companies that you mentioned. So it's it's really about uh, what's the best solution for a customer based on the problems that they're trying to solve. And so tell me about something you're saying if a B2B, uh, someone who has a B2B website is looking at you guys versus Optimizely, you'll win that deal because they're focused maybe more on like consumers or prosumers, people like that. Well, first of all, we, we, we think about uh, optimization and personalization as primarily a data problem uh, and, and, and delivering the right experience using data. Now, uh, a lot of platforms like Optimize, they primarily been focused on B2C customers. And so that's, you know, and, and that's fine, but they have different challenges than B2B customers. So we can take our data capabilities and integrate with Optimizely or service the customer ourselves. Uh, so we have, we have uh, some flexibility there. Ultimately, it's about you know, delivering the uh, right experience to our customers' customers that ultimately turns into revenue. And okay. so that's what we Okay. And give me a general sense of the kind, you know, the size of customers you're working with in terms of your average ACV. Are we talking 10 grand, a hundred grand, a thousand? What's it typically? Yeah. So we're, we're in, uh, from a SaaS perspective, we're still in the relatively early stages. So there's some, there's a pretty wide distribution and we also do services. So from a product ACV perspective, you know, that can run anywhere these days from like 30 K to hundred K. That's pure SaaS annual. That's the SaaS part of it. And then services optional, but they're, you know, uh, they're uh, additional on top of that uh, because personalization, optimization, it's, it's an, it's an interesting space, but it's also relatively new. So people have to understand kind of how to do it and be successful. Over the past 12 months, what's the breakdown percentage wise in terms of professional services revenue versus pure play SaaS revenue? Over the last 12 months, uh, we're about, uh, 
30, 30, 70 uh, services to products. So still, still, uh, still oh. have. So, so 70% SaaS company. No, no, no. Other way around. 70% uh, professional service. Now, more recently, we're, we're starting to flip the other way. But okay. tw- look at like tra- tra- trailing 12 months is about 30% SaaS revenue. And so what's your team size today? Uh, There's about 15 of us. 15. Okay, got it. So, so that gives me a sense. I mean, it sounds like you guys are really an agency. You saw this problem. Now you're developing a SaaS product to deliver a problem that a lot of your customers were having. That's exactly right. Like we were, we were an agency for years, actually doing conversion optimization across like B two C, B two B, a wide variety of things. I'm a product guy by background, but it was a way for us to sort of learn about the space, learn about where the opportunities were, where where ultimately the white space does also build capability and knowledge. Over the last year, we have transitioned to a product company. So that's been fueled by a lot of the learnings and, and cash from the agency business. Before you started that transition, give me a sense of the size of the agency. I mean, were you guys doing a million a year, two million a year? What, generally, where were you, where were you at? Uh, a couple million a year. A couple million a year. Okay. And, and what, uh, what was the catalyst that made you start thinking about moving into software? Well, actually, we were, I was thinking about moving into software on day one. Um, in fact, one of the for one of the customers that I had, I built an integration between Marketo and Optimizely, um, and because I wanted to use the data that was in marketing automation to fuel better or to drive better sort of experiments and experiences on the website. Uh, that over the course of a lot of iteration and evolution um, led us to where we are now with the product. Interesting. Okay, and year one was which year? Year one was 2013. We started okay. mid 2013. The agency or the SaaS product? Okay. And the SaaS product, ago, two years. Years ago is what I technically consider. If you discount the first year or so of goofing off as a side project. And what have you scaled to in terms of total customers now using the SaaS product? Uh, there's uh, seven customers on the SaaS product. Okay, seven. Yeah. So these are you, these are this is kind of you know an enterprise ish sale at thirty you know thousand bucks ACV minimum. But I can do some back of the napkin math there and assume you guys are doing what somewhere north or somewhere around twenty grand a month in revenue just pure play SaaS, right? Right. Yep. Very good. And that comes, what is that? About 200 grand a year in pure play SaaS. Um, interesting. What does, what does that kind of revenue predictability enable you to do from a hiring and growth perspective that you couldn't do when you were just an agency? Well, nothing right now. I mean, it, 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 we, we feel like, and with some of the new things that we're doing in the product, um, the, the pipeline's getting significantly bigger and pilots are there and things like that, but we're, it's still early, right? So, um, the hope is we build a lot more predictability in the pipeline to be able to do like the, the long-term hiring and, and, uh, and longer term, uh, moves that we want to make. But, you know, the nice thing about having the services as well to augment the, the product is we have, you know, we have a little bit of a hedge there and, and, and can, uh, can play both sides of the equation. Did you guys hear the recent news? Casper, the mattress company, they're opening 200 new locations across the states. They're growing so fast. A couple of weeks ago, I decided to try Casper because they have, I mean, I looked at the reviews. They have over 20,000 reviews and an average of 4.8 stars across Casper.com, Amazon, and Google. And many are saying, look, Casper is becoming the internet's favorite mattress. So I wanted to invest in my mattress. You know, I spend one third of my life sleeping, so I might as well be comfortable. What I love about Casper, a few things, Things. First, I love the U.S. It's all designed, developed, and assembled in the U.S. And the Essential has this nice, that's the brand of one of the Casper mattresses, has a streamlined design at a price that just did not keep me up at night. Great, great price. Now, it's affordable, and the prices are great because Casper cuts out the middleman and sells directly to you and I. That's this new direct-to-consumer model. 
You've got hassle-free returns if I'm not completely satisfied, which I love. And most importantly, it's delivered right to your door in this very small, how do they do that, sized box. You've also got free shipping and returns in the US. Now, you can be sure of your purchase with Casper's 100-night risk-free sleep-on-it trial. You know, I got it, I unboxed it, I got it all set up in less than 10 minutes, I had a great night sleep. Get $50 towards select mattresses by visiting casper.com forward slash top and using promo code top at checkout. Terms and conditions apply. Again, get $50 towards select mattresses by visiting casper.com forward slash top and using promo code top at checkout. Terms and conditions apply. What's growth looking like? Again, there's just SaaS today. Are you growing 100% year over year, 200%? What's it look like? Um, well, shooting for a hundred percent. Yeah. Yeah. What'd you do over the past 12 months though? Uh, do you know? No. So like today you're doing call it 17, 18 grand per month in revenue, just on the SaaS side. If you go back 13 months, was that around five grand, 10 grand? Where was it at? Oh, it was, it was less than five. Sub five. Okay. So really just launching. Yeah, mm-hmm, yep. absolutely. And where is are, is most of the growth coming from just upselling your agency customers or are there people entering your world strictly from SaaS, the, like the SaaS product side? Uh, so there are some conversions um, that were happening. The problem is there's this little bit of a hangover with, with some of the agency customers of thinking of us as a product company now. There's quite a few now that are just coming into us from the SaaS side. We're okay. not really approaching the market as an agency anymore. Interesting. Okay, interesting. And in terms of churn, what's that look like? Uh, none yet, actually. Well, sorry, that's not true. Uh, a couple years ago when we were running some pilots and it was just kind of an integration platform, we had some come through and churn like in the pilot phase. Um, so if you count that as churn, I'm not sure, but we, once, I mean, we do annual contracts. We haven't had a customer churn yet, but that's, that started an annual contract. That's great. Any like downgrades is revenue churn also zero? Yeah. Revenue churn is zero. Okay. Do you have... Adding pretty aggressively to the platform, so uh, I mean, again, still, still kind of building, building up capability as opposed to uh, holding on and be hoping people don't go away. Have you honed in any of the economics yet, like CAC, ARPU, LTV, things like that? No. Yeah, no, unique economics is a several year out problem. It's it's uh, now we think we're sort of uh, rounding the corner on that product market fit. We're we're releasing and piloting some new capability that I think is. Is, is pretty compelling for our market. And that's where we're seeing all of the interesting growth. Um, so it's really about pushing that forward. And we'll figure out the unit economics later. Got it. And give me a, a last few questions here before we uh, jump into the famous five. Location-wise, where are you guys based? Uh, well, we're based in Millbury, California, but we have a really distributed team. Okay, so mainly remote. Yeah, very generally. remote. And bootstrap to date or no? Bootstrap today. I love that, man. Resist, resist the urge. <laughs> Can't say that's going to be the case forever, but it's been it's been good so far. Have you had offers? Uh, yes, actually. Why do you say no? Uh, well, I think early on, I'm a fan of sort of constrained experimentation as a way to learn. It it takes a while, um, but you don't get that sort of back pressure of scaling too quickly and 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 all of that. And look, you know, having an agency. Uh, bootstrapping the software, um, failing a bunch of times. This is these are all things that we had to do and the struggles we had to go through to 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 get to this point and hopefully have that that future that we envision. Yep. Why not just sell the agency so it's not a distraction and then d- triple quadruple down on the SaaS? Yeah, it's 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 some it's conversations I've had and something I've been thinking about. The flip side of that is what is the distraction of selling the agency and what is the net benefit of the agency bring? We've sca- we've uh, 
focused our agency business and the SaaS business to be attacking the same market and same set of problems. Um, and we made the mistake before not doing it. and It was a huge distraction. Yeah. So I think we're in a better place now by solving a, a consistent set of problems uh, with a consistent market and a much more focused market that the distraction is, is, is hopefully much less. That's good. All right, let's wrap up Arun with the famous five. Number one, what's the last business book you read? Um, uh, Radical Candor. Radical Candor. Number two, is there a CEO you're following or studying currently? Um, no, I get cast a pretty wide net. Okay, good. No, number three, what's your favorite online tool for building a business? Uh, Trello. Number uh, four, how many hours of sleep are you getting every night? Uh, I shoot for seven, but usually around the neighborhood of six. All right. And what's your situation? Married, single, you have kids? Married, kids, two I'm kids. Two? Okay. And how old are you? Uh, how, how, how old am I? Or yeah, how old are the kids? you. Oh, 41. 41. Okay. Last question. What do you wish your 20-year-old self knew, Arun? Uh, slow down. <laughs> enjoy things. Uh, yeah. That's very, pretty much very guys have it from our ruins slow down and enjoy back in 2013 launched an agency grew it to a couple million bucks in revenue before just two years ago launching and really starting thinking about a SaaS product related to funnels and optimization for b2b folks not b2c folks which obviously right. there's a lot of competition there already uh he's scaling it he's upselling agency customers on the SaaS product they've done that to seven so far paying on average a minimum 30 grand per year on those deals. So they're doing call it 20 grand per month right now. That's just the pure play SaaS revenue. Obviously they have cash from the agency fueling the growth of this side of the platform too early on many of the economics, their team of 15 remote with him, uh, Arun based in California. One to watch, totally bootstrapped Arun. Thank you for taking us to the top. Thanks, David.